Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the health space, the fitness space. You're going to love this product if you haven't already heard about it. I actually had heard about it. And when I saw the information come up about our guests come across uh, from our PR friends, I was so excited to have her on the podcast. And you guys are going to love meeting her, Sarah Apgar. Sarah, it is so great to have you on the podcast. I'm psyched to be here, Justin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I want to just like I, I I'm a swimmer and I love exercising and I just I I when I watch the videos of your product being used and like just I, it gets me excited and like it makes me want to go work out um and in a different way right I mean it's just so cool that you've come up with this idea I'm, I'm jumping way ahead of myself for the podcast today but um Sarah founded a company called Fit Fighter for those that um, haven't seen her on Shark Tank um or in in with her product out in the market um you're gonna learn all about that today but let's do this Sarah um. Loved researching you, um, seeing the things you were into before starting this business. But why don't you share a little bit of your story? Um, I know you started, you were in the military, you worked with Warby Parker and whatnot, but kind of share a little bit of your background before starting Fit Fighter. Sure. So I grew up, I promise, you know, the Cliffs notes will get, um, will, will accelerate because <laughs> I, I was about to say I grew up in, but it's relevant <laughs> because when I was a little girl, I was a gymnast. The reason that's relevant is because if you fast forward forty, you know, 35, 40 years today, my 40th birthday was uh, 20 in 2020. And you know, you look at the way that we have developed the brand, the discipline, and the movements around that are in and around our product and our training philosophy, it, it's really is synonymous with the idea of gymnastics and acrobatics and movement at the core of your strength training. And so so I bring that up because if I think about my early career as a young, uh, young girl, as an athlete, as a gymnast, and then through high school as a lacrosse player, a skier, I played tennis, I went to college and found rugby. And rugby for me was this interesting sort of like adult collegiate extension of that gymnastics career too, because like football, you know, so many different types of athletes, so many cool different types of, you know, movements and athleticism. And so I left college um, and I had actually taken an ROTC scholarship into the army, which I mean, commissioned the, the day you graduate from college and went into the army, was in the army engineer corps for four years as an officer, a platoon leader and a captain, one deployment to OIF, uh, what was Operation Iraqi Freedom at the time. Oh, one, that's right. Three, yep. um, 2004. Right. And so I deployed Mosul. I supported the 101st Airborne Division and then left because, I mean, number of reasons, deployment cycle, very, very, um, intensive at the time. I had met my my now husband. I decided to go to graduate school, get my MBA as a way to transition into civilian life, and then found Warby Parker after I left Tuck because I was looking for a mission-driven company. And that has really, that really laid the foundation for present day, you know, founding Fit Fighter as a mission-driven company as well. And I had this wonderful um, sort of deep dive view into what that could be like, you know, to launch that type of company. So that, that experience was very important important for me professionally. And in between, I joined the volunteer fire service on Long Island. Um, wow, I was looking for some cool. of that. 
you know, camaraderie back that I missed in the military. Right. And um, that's what ultimately set the stage for Fit Fighter present day. I love that. Um, undergrad Princeton in science, played women's rugby and alpine skier, right? And then MBA yeah, from Tuck, yeah. which is awesome, yeah. and entrepreneurship. So you had you obviously had some thought here around doing more of your own thing, which is very cool. Um Warby Parker, great brand. How did you, and you were doing the fire fire thing, I'll call it, or volunteering in the fire department. Um, and right, you're serving in, in that capacity, or you work serving in that capacity. So how did the idea for Fit Fighter come about? Originally, this was a classic founding story where I was just solving a simple problem. I noticed when I joined the fire department that there was this chasm between the strength training we were doing and the movements we were doing and anything really, you know, physically training oriented in our skills, you know, skills drills and our sort of work in training. And there's this gap between that and what really happened out there on the fire ground. And that's what I noticed. And as a team, we were struggling with a lot of that, you know, we'd go to live fire drills and then we'd get on the fire ground, be working with fire hose. And we just did not have the, these foundational strength and movement understanding about, you know, how to be strong for that job in this very, very heavily weight loaded capacity. So, okay. For those of us that haven't yeah. been firefighters, I, I have always been fascinated with, I've been, I've ridden the trucks and whatnot, but I mean, like, tell us about what goes into being a firefighter and what kind of thing you have to be prepared for. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many things that just are this collision of environments and scenarios that make it such a difficult job physically, mentally, and emotionally. So first and foremost, getting up in the middle of the night, the alarm comes at any time of day. There's right. no preparation for <laughs> this, right? It's not like an Olympic athlete right? where they're preparing for that moment and you know when that moment's coming. This is completely the opposite. It's like, you know, surprise and you go from zero to a hundred. So that's the first thing in terms of just really, you know, physical and mental readiness. There's just these components of being able to get in that frame of mind. Secondly, it's, it's an extremely weight loaded job. So a firefighter be wearing anywhere from say 60 to 80 pounds of gear at wow. any time. Oh just my on their gosh. Body. Just base yeah. gear. Wow. You know, um, having air canisters, the gear, the, your helmets, you know, your boots, all your flat gear. And so that's just before you're even hauling 150 hose line up, you know, feet of hose line up the stairs or, you know, handling a charged fire hose or God forbid search and rescue. Sure. So those are the types of demands that are on the body and the brain. And that takes, you know, preparation and it takes, and for especially the volunteer service, but of course the paid professionals as well, you know, there's this really, um, there's this, there's a incredibly intensive need for not just strength and conditioning, but that entire aspect of mission readiness and truly feeling ready to make decisions, react with muscle memory, and really be you know, prepared to do this job and all that entails. And so is the was the challenge or the problem, I'll say, that you identified inconsistent training across groups or the lack of some of the group training, or was it truly fitness, you know, that when you were thinking about that problem? I would say it was both. It was, you know, I mean, the, what, what firefighters are, are really 
focused on a very good ads. This is a group of people that is extremely proud of their service and they're very, very technically focused, right? They love, you know, firefighters love um, great equipment. You know, they love the gear. There's an incredibly technical apparatus that are using, but what was the missing piece was that the, the, physical training with that skills training and the equipment, you know, and all and the strength and conditioning, and then that functional movement preparation for, you know, what you, what, what really happens out there running up stairs, you know, with weight, being off balance, climbing ladders with tools, um, you know, search and rescue dragging, you know, along the, the surface of the, you know, very low to the ground, crawling low to the ground because smoke is high. So sure. people have to be low. So that cross crawling motion, all of those things are what I found to be really lacking um, and not to the fault of, I mean, look, it's, it's not something that the fire service has traditionally had as a core competency necessarily, especially in the volunteer service. And so realizing how impactful and positively impactful that can be on firefighters ability to do their jobs was something that, you know, we immediately realized. And I was Got really it. thrilled to have some experience and expertise from the military and from my training as an athlete and my interest in strength and conditioning um, to add some value there. I love it. So, okay. So definitely a problem needed to be solved. Um, your product is is leveraging water hoses, right? I mean, you, so tell how did you how, how did you go from I think I need to do something here, I think I can help to making an actual product. So one of the things I did was immediately said, look, we have to be training with a weight load. We have to be training for stability with a weight load. We, we, we're wearing weight load on our body. We're hauling weight load with our hands. We're dragging weight load <laughs> right. out of buildings, right? So the entire job, there's not a single thing that we do that doesn't require the ability for your body, starting with just your body, your skin, your mind, your soul, and then you know adding in this component of weight. And so I started to play with things we had in the firehouse with tools like axes and halligans with, um, that come off the truck. Trucks, you know, and, and we sort of used common practice all the time, sure. tools like ladders, ladder carries. And one of the things I realized is that there was always a lot of used fire hose hanging around the firehouse. So being that this is the lifeblood of the fire ground, um, and we didn't often train with charged fire hose filled with water from the hydrant. So it's very logistically challenging. Right. I started <laughs> right. to fill fire hose with all kinds of different things, pebbles, sands, you know, different types of grits and dirts. And I would mimic the idea of a charged fire hose so that firefighters could get that feel without actually those logistics involved. Got it. And one thing led to another. And we started to realize this is a very powerful tool for not just skills training, but also for those elements of teaching core stability and teaching the movement and teaching the grip strength and how to hold things and how to leverage the stronger parts of your body instead of your upper elements that you aren't necessarily inherently training when you're training for a firefighter skill. Interesting. So uh, at what point did it go from, hey, this is a great training tool in, in the firehouse where you're volunteering to becoming, hey, I think I've got a product here. I think I should try to, to make something that others could use outside of just this one firehouse. Yeah. So I think the moment it clicked, I would say two moments it clicked. 
One was I, my first big institutional customer was the FDNY Fire Academy. This is the premier oh, cool. training entity in the nation for train, you know, training firefighters in New York City. And, you know, walked in sort of cold called through a mutual friend into the fitness unit at the fire academy and had a very short conversation in which that the fitness director name Mike Cassiola at the time, um, immediately clicked with me on the idea that this is something powerful that could be used both in a gym and out in the parking lot, training a high volume sure. of units and candidates. So that in the, in terms of the fire service and outside of our little firehouse environment, this was, wow, we can deploy this in academy settings where we're having high volume training settings. And this can be a very simple, impactful tool. And then on the, on the strength and conditioning and athlete and fitness side of things, I started to have coaches and trainers come to me and kind of hear about what we were doing. And we had, of course, a couple volunteer firefighters who were maybe spin instructors right. or, you know, worked out in the industry as well. And they started coming to me saying, Hey, Sarah, like we, you know, this, this hey, we could use this too. Yeah. Interesting. Can we train our lacrosse players with this? Can we use this, you know, out in the field, you know, for athletes and and so people started coming to me and sort of knocking on my door saying, hey, I think this could be a really big idea. And so finally, in January of 2019, you know, my youngest daughter's 18 months old. And I oh thought, my gosh. <laughs> gosh, you know, I think this is sort of now or never. I think we have a really huge idea that can really impact people's strength and the way that they think about their strength and very accessible to people in a gym or in their living room. Sure. And so that's when we sort, I sort of said, let's give this a go. So let's give this a go. So what did that mean? Did that, did you already know you knew product somewhat, right? Cause you'd been at Orby Parker and whatnot in your background, but I mean, did you know how to, how to get started? Did you have to rely on advisors? Did you have to find someone that knew how to take, okay, I've got a, a bunch of hose here filled with rocks. You know, I, I want to make something that's five pounds, 10 pounds, 25 pounds, you know, like what was it? What did that look like? Yeah. You know, so I really didn't, I definitely did not fully understand. And I would say we are still in this journey as we continue to evolve the product, the packaging, you know, right. the labeling. Yeah. The training. I love your, by the way, I love your logo. The logo is awesome. Thank you. It looks so yeah. Good. So we're, we're still really like, you know, we're, we're still evolving, but I would say initially I sent some product, which at the time was used fire hose <laughs> right. only, yep. um, you know, double jacketed, which means there's an interior jacket and then this exterior nylon jacket, which is relevant only in that we've actually changed that to a single jacket hose. But, but I sent some product off to, um, to a couple of folks in the industry, very influential people. One of them named Jason Walsh is now one of my partners in the company. Oh, wow. Very cool. And Did you said, know them yeah. or you just randomly said, hey, I'm going to send he you this a, idea? A, a sort of iconic person for me in the industry. Okay. Very, you know, pro athlete trainer, celebrity trainer in Hollywood. I knew of him. And I thought, you know what? I really need to get some validation here and some help with what this product could look like as a product in the world of strength and conditioning and fitness. Um, and 
I, you know, had effort and, you know, like one of the people like Jason, you know, really responded and said, Hey, this is really interesting. Tell me more. And ultimately over time, being very patient over the next six to nine months in 2019, those first six to nine months were really just developing that commercial version of the steel hose. So really taking apart all of the pieces and right. saying, like, okay, deconstructing. Yeah constructing and then putting it all back together as something that you could, you know, hang on a wall in someone's house that you could sell in a, you know, in a retail store that you could, you know, sell as an e-com, you know, home gym set online. So we really spent a long time proving the concept, redeveloping the product, turning it from sort of these, these all kinds of kind of multicolored, double jacketed old hose of different types of <laughs> right, right and markings and we turned it into something that was streamlined we've now got black hose with our our pro line hose is our black hose our home line hose is our white hose five to 50 pounds we experimented with the weight ranges and the weight increments because now you can get a hose every five pounds from five to 50 oh, and interesting so you know really spent that time developing out what was going to become the the product that you now see if you go to fitfighter.com and you look on our website and and this is our you know modern steel hose so to speak and then i, I love that and so how did you start selling it did was it first friends and family or did was there an immediate audience with other fire firefighters like I, I how what did that look like when you finally hey i think we have something here ready to sell like how did you start getting it to the market yeah. So I kept, but used very, very grassroots in that first year. I started plugging away, continuing to work to sell to the fire academies um, and, and the fire departments and really continuing to see that professional population. Since ultimately that is my dream to continue to, you know, impact the folks who originally are in our roots, you know? Um, and so I also um, became a part of different communities in the strength and conditioning and fitness industry world. So communities of trainers, sure. associations of trainers and coaches got my own certification as a personal trainer and group fitness instructor so that I could really understand more about my own industry and my own product and the applications of it. And so I started to sell to the community of trainers and coaches that I was a part of and the, the gyms and, and communities that they serve, prove the concept in the industry, you know, with trainers and coaches and sort of a B2B model, so to speak. Um, as you know, um, and as you know now for in the post Shark Tank era and so on, sure. um, we now have a huge direct to consumer business. Exactly. That was never that was never part of the plan originally. Oh, really? I was going to say I yeah. figured it was. Like you know, a lot of companies start with that, right? Yeah. In the first few years, my intent was really to seed the product at the very top of the industry. That's why I went to, through Jason, I went to Sorenex Exercise Equipment, our manufacturing partner. I went to the top of the pyramid, had, you know, the Todd Durkins of the world to validate this product. Gunnar Peterson, another well-known celebrity in our industry, and really brought our products to these, you know, these influential coaches and trainers, sold into those gyms and pro Programs and then, you know, COVID hit March right, 2020, right. right? So you can imagine, I mean, gyms are shutting down everywhere. Right, everywhere. 
the industry just, you know, well, no, so, not the home gym though. I mean, the home gym opened that's up. Right. That's right. And <laughs> right. the home gym, gyms closed down and the home gym opened up. Right. That's right. I'll pause there, but that's kind of the, in terms I of our it. strategy going to market. I love it. And then you've added classes online here, which I think is very cool. Some of them live. I love that. It kind of reminds me of another major brand in the market Peloton. Um, and the whole thing of hey, you got to have equipment and you can have classes. I love that you guys are doing classes. Um, so I have to bring up Shark Tank. So how did this develop for you? Um, cool, very cool idea to take to Shark Tank. I'd love to hear some of the story around that. Sure. So actually in that first year in 2019, I decided that I would, so people had been saying for months to me as I started to launch this, you know, they'd heard the founding story and they've been saying for months, like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, you have to go on Shark Tank. And I would sort of laugh and joke and say, <laughs> right. you know, and I would oh, start yeah. again. <laughs> and oh, that's fine. You know, that would be fun. I agree. And so I decided a few months in my, a firefighter is a co-founder figure of mine. And I kind of dreamed up this idea that I would go to one of the public casting calls. Oh, very good. Okay. For Shark yep. Tank. And, um, very, very early on as I was, you know, just still developing everything I described. And I ended up doing the public casting call, getting, a call back to this next round. Um, and you sort of, you know, go through this, start to go through this process and then never got it to the finish line. And then I moved on my way and said like, that was, that a was cool fun. experience. Got my, mom, got my 60 seconds. Right. <laughs> Great experience. And I moved on. And then fascinatingly in the end of May, so fast forward, like almost a year and a half. Oh my gosh. Not like right. a week and a half. No. Right. <laughs> so like, totally. That was like two years ago. I went and did that for 60 seconds. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was, that was two years ago. Exactly. Oh, two geez. years ago today. Fast forward. And I, end of May of 2020, I got this phone call from the producers <laughs> at Shark Tank. <laughs> like randomly on your cell phone. Out of the blue. Like, uh, no, don't joke. It's not, you know. <laughs> on my cell phone. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, sort of pinch yourself. Could this be? And of course, right. at the time, we had spent the last few months launching the direct right. consumer. Totally. Getting the website going. Absolutely. Got the home gym set, you know, squared away. We started doing Instagram lives. We said, okay, COVID has hit. We can, we can, we have a great product for the home gym. Let's pivot and go that direction. Classic pivot story. And so I was like, oh my God. And then they, they find us, whether that was from a year and a half before, I have no idea, but we get this opportunity. I spend the next eight weeks doing a very intensive series of interviews and totally. conversations, business documentation. And I got a chance to pitch on Shark Tank in August of 2020. The oh and we aired in November. That's so awesome. Um, so what was the key to preparing for that? So was it having your numbers straight? Was it kind of the, just practicing your story? Like what, what did that look like? I always, I've asked several people that have been on, I'd love to hear your take, like what made it work for you? Yeah. You know, I, I love talking about my experience on Shark Tank because there's a couple things I think that are, are misnomers in terms of people thinking either that there's sort of like this, this overnight success or you just, right. you know, that it just right. sort of happens and voila, which is definitely not true. Um, and then the second thing is really like, for me, you know, having to internalize where we were as a company when I went into this experience, which right. was 
extremely early stage. I mean, and I like had- you had to shift like months before gym shut down. I mean, you're still getting the website working, you know, like, oh, I got to ship 25 pounds of weight. That's not cheap. I mean, you know, all that goes with shipping product, right? Anyway. Everything. I mean, everything you just said was exactly where, you know, mm-hmm. I was walking in, was like so fresh to the direct-to-consumer e-com world, knew nothing about digital marketing and e-commerce, not a big social media person. I didn't <laughs> right. have, I wasn't fully there with like the, you know, the brand. Classes.fitfighter.com did not even exist was, yet. It looks pretty good to me, but yeah, we, I mean, that's, well, you know, and, and it's been sort of a big, big few months since then, but walking in the reality was, you know, this, I had to pitch on the vision for the future on a clear, you know, vision for the future of how we were going to change the world and what the billion dollar idea here was sure. without actually having the billion dollar idea fully set in motion. <laughs> And then secondly, on just the roots of a story that solved a big problem and that started to snowball and where we were really realizing that when we put a steel hose in someone's hands, it's a magical experience. They immediately, their face brightens up. They've never seen anything like it. We're really, truly creating a new category here um, in the strength, in the world of strength and fitness. And so I had to really walk in with this level of confidence and also this just humility around where we were as a company. And I think those aspects were really what set the right mindset. And then I'll tell you the other thing is for 30 days before I had a very strict regimen of waking up. I did a meditation every morning. I did 90 minutes of pitch practice. I did 90 minutes of Q and a, then I went and ran the company for the afternoon. (laughs) Um, I worked with my, my coach. I have a business coach in the industry um, who worked with me every day. I mean, this this was not sort of wander in right and, do and make your tell your story about being in the exactly. military and starting the company. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then the outcome. And the outcome was that <laughs> success. That's we so had um, you know Daniel Lebetsky, who's an incredible individual as a person and professional entrepreneur himself, you know, founded a, um, obviously one of the most successful companies in the world in the food and beverage industry, Kind Bar, yep. just sold Kind North America to Mars Inc. And so really an incredible outcome that I'm not sure I ever would have imagined going in. I didn't know that much about Daniel, but I think that he really, um, I think it was a class, everything I described in terms of the way I walked in there, I think that he saw and recognized and sure. was with that and that's what we needed that's so cool um, yeah and and uh, you know here we are recording just days before uh an update is going to be shared on shark tank i believe right what can you <clears throat> tell us about that that's right so hot off the press we are uh we are announcing that on our friday april 9th 8 p.m abc um filming we will be having a airing an update that's going to talk about all those things that since that Shark Tank airing in November, the initial pitch, you know, sets into just this beautiful tidal wave of activity where you're suddenly able to gain exposure. You're able to gain customer feedback. We have almost 10,000 new customers. Wow. You know, production has- Just because of the airing? Is that kind of the- Due to that Shark Tank airing, I mean, you if, wow. if you have a great if you have a great product and five million <laughs> right. people see it, 
yeah. then it sells. And that's what I learned. And it was a wonderful moment of, of confidence for me and sort of that we had, we had now really proven the huge idea that we believe we had. So I was able to set up classes.fitfighter.com and start to hire a team of professionals. My director of training who's based there in Atlanta with you. Yes, that's right. And who I'm going to go visit, who I'm going to yes, go visit. Yes, absolutely go visit <laughs> her. Set up two professional studios. And so now we're going to be airing this update that's going to talk about all those amazing activities so and, cool. and the opportunity we have. That's awesome. Um, very, very cool story. Um, I always love to ask our guests, like what have been, what would be two or three of the biggest lessons learned or pieces of advice you'd offer to other entrepreneurs listening? Uh, um, and I know it's only been a couple years, but you've, you've come a long way in a couple years. What would be those things for you? Yeah. I would say first and foremost, number one is to have total clarity walking into the experience about two major things. Number one, the support network that you have around you as an entrepreneur, when you're still a one man band, those, you have some really lonely days, you know, early on where you're kind of wondering if this idea is going to work, you're dealing with very challenging problems, every day is new and different, and you need to have the consistency of a village around you, friends and family, you know, the phone a friend, you know, who do you call on that bad day? Uh, gosh, especially during some of that time in COVID where we realized, you know, industry shutting down, are we really going to make it? And so you really have to have that clarity. And I can tell you the, the 12 people in my sort of phone a friend circle who have supported this company from day one and me personally personally, um, and who I know are there unconditionally. And you, you can't just have sort of like a group of friends. you got to have a true village and you have to have a true and organized and formalized support network around you. And the second thing is clarity on your, your capital and your personal finances and what your runway is. So, you know, I, I would say, you know, you, you got to know whether, you know, what runway you have personally for you and your family to not take a salary, to right. you know, be in that financial, you know, strain of those first couple of years and know that you might get to the end of that runway and not made it and, and understand that that is a possibility. Um, and so gaining, having those transparent conversations with your, your partner or with your family or your advisory, friendly advisory board or whoever it is, is also extremely important. And then you have some sense of how you're going to capitalize the company from the beginning, knowing that that may absolutely change and tack as you go, um, th that you just can't kind of overstate that. Um, and so those two things about sort of the the launch itself, I would say, are critical to, to, to your success. And the second thing I would offer is that you got to get out there and get your product out to market, even if it's super early stage. Sometimes I think people think you got to wrap this up with a big red bow and you got to have everything organized and the packaging's got to be beautiful. And I can tell you, if you do that, there'll probably be seven things wrong that you didn't realize and your customers actually didn't want or you weren't right about. Right. But at least it's out, right? I mean, and so it's like, it's you got to be perfect. And there's always going to be something, you know, there's, there's just always going to be another iteration or way to make it better. Yep. 
So I think we did that, you know, early sending it to these industry professionals, getting the product feedback, then starting to sell to trainers, then throwing some in fit body boot camps, and then giving them to friends and family and firefighters. And we got so much product feedback in those early days that ultimately led to the design of the current product. That's really cool. I'm excited for you. So much uh, runway in front of you. And um, I'm looking forward to staying in touch, having you back on. Share with our audience where they can buy your product, where they can get into the classes how they can connect with you for speaking opportunities. The markets are opening up. There are people are going to be needing speakers again. You're a great one for that. Tell us where we can find you. Awesome. Yes. At So at fitfighter.com is where you can go and get the steel hose of your dreams. Um, we have <laughs> steel hose five... of my dreams. I love it. That's great. <laughs> we make steel hoses from five to 50 pounds in five pound increments. And we have two lines, our, our black pro line and our white home line, um, depending on the interest. So you can get that entire product line on fitfighter.com at the shop. And then um, there's a link there to classes.fitfighter.com, which is really what I want our our audience to do is not just get your steel hose. This is $10 a month, our platform. It's hours and hours, hundreds of on-demand and live training experiences, strength, conditioning, power, mobility, grip, you name it. You can learn how to use the steel hose train with us for $10 a month and you just can't beat that. Um, and it's like, you know, something that I want to be a part of your life, you know, week in and week out and not doesn't have to be the only thing in your fitness regimen, but something to really complement whatever else you love to do and to give you that core strength that you need. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to have some more of your listeners come on board. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, it's been so fun meeting you. Can't wait to see the Shark Tank update and would love to have you back on down the road as you continue to grow this business. Awesome. Thanks so much, Justin. It's been a pleasure. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.